0: Tony don't hate when people send you like really cryptic text messages
1: (laughs) 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 yes I do hate that why do you say that
0: (laughs) (laughs) so just for the people listening Tony texts me like late at night out of the blue and says be specific when you're manifesting stuff (laughs) and so I thought I kept like racking my mind like oh my god what did I manifest that was like (laughs) Crazy! I'm like, did I post something on Instagram? What is going on? And
1: then Ashley, you said, did you manifest it? I mean, you gave me like a list of things that I possibly could like,
0: have manifested.
1: Did you kill somebody? Yeah. <laughs> did I kill somebody? Did I manifest? No, no, did
0: somebody die?
1: Yes, you did. I
0: was like, why would I manifest that someone would die? Well, you know how like people are like, oh man, I was like. Hey, I would love for them to be out
1: of my life. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then they died. Yeah, that would not be, that would not be
0: good. <laughs> anyway,
1: that was, that was not it for the record. Um, but I was just like, I had manifested something and it has come to, or is in the process of coming into fruition, I guess, but it wasn't exactly how I thought it was going to be. It's not bad. It's just, I just thought it was going to be different. So be specific when you're manifesting things.
0: Got it, got it. Well, I will definitely keep that in mind moving forward. So
1: like, if you want a new car, for example, just manifest the mate, model, and year. <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> be specific. That is super specific. But you know what, I think it's so true that like, As I'm learning to manifest and to really just even like in my conversations with God, like I'm, I am trying to be super specific. And actually, someone asked me to pray for them on their job. And I was like, no, I don't know what I'm praying for. And I could be praying for something that's not what is best. I was like, you need to figure out exactly what you want and write a list. And then I can, you know, touch and agree on that. But, I'll, I'll pray for a new job, and your new job might be terrible. Might be right. So I was like, no, don't let me let me be specific. So that's actually
1: a really word good point. Lies. That's word a really good lies. point. Don't yeah. So if you ask someone to pray for you, do you give them the details? Like, I need you to pray for this thing exactly, or
0: I do. You know, I do now because like I I literally called in a prayer request to my mom. My mom is like on the deaconess ministry and all that. I was like, you need to get the church praying because I had an insurance claim on my house and it was like it had just like turned to this whole thing and I was like I don't want to and so I was like let me call my mom and like that's like what my mom prays every step and I was like you know pray and she's you know how like moms are I'm gonna ask the Lord to work it out for you <laughs> I love it yeah so, no, I, I'm being really intentional about asking specific things, especially now that you text me.
1: So, okay, this is kind of a side note, and we're going to deviate just a little bit. But Chris and I have been talking about, obviously, the po- political climate. And I feel like both sets of our parents are just like, well, got to take care of it. And I'm like, I don't know that that's how it works.
0: Maybe you need to specifically ask God what's going <laughs> on. True, good point. I know my parents like always hit me with a, well, God knows better than anybody, and God's in control, and all of that, and so I feel like that's true, but I also like feel like faith about works instead. So you know, it's
1: discernment.
0: And you better people better recognize, and I was like, I can't sit back and. And just pray and not do. Right. So maybe it's, and maybe it's asking like a specific prayer, like, God, what is it that you need Ashley Hicks to do in this political climate? Right.
1: Yeah. That's good. Deep stuff. <laughs> Super deep Stop stuff. considering
0: the topic that we're covering today.
1: <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, if you didn't know, now you know. You are listening to Pick Up The Pace with Tony and Ashley. with Tony and Ashley. Hey everyone, it's Tony and Ashley, and it's Picking Up the Pace with Tony and Ashley, our new podcast where we share what we've learned to help all women take back their health and their lives from the inside out.
0: You know what? I feel like things are starting to pick up around here. Obviously, this podcast, which please, would you please make sure that you subscribe so that you never, ever, ever miss an episode. Also, we just had our first national meetup of the year at the Clearwater Distance Classic, which, unfortunately, was canceled due to weather. <laughs> and the funny thing is, it didn't, I don't even know if it actually rained. Are you serious? It hadn't rained by the time I left. So I get there, I'm setting my stuff up, laying out my little t-shirts and whatnot, and the race director is like, hey, are you with Black Girls Run? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, Only black person know. out here right now. Um, but she's like, I just have some news for you. We canceled the race. And it's, like, super sunny, hot. And, like, I'm looking out and I was like, and I thought she was going to say, just joking. Um, and I was like, what do you mean? I was like, you're joking? She's like, no, there's going to be a storm tomorrow at noon. Well, or then, 11, maybe. Like, I
1: know they get really bad um, lightning storms.
0: Yeah, and she's okay. like, we get really bad lightning storms. So long story short, I like then I was like, oh, well, I gotta get back because I gotta get Olivia. And so I was supposed to leave at twelve forty-five. I got on a nine o'clock flight. It was like nine o'clock that like morning. Oh, morning! It's, like perfectly sunny when I'm on my flight. Like no, I don't. I'm like I don't even see a cloud up in the sky. I didn't see a cloud all the way up here. <laughs> so. At any rate, I, I super, you know, I definitely appreciate all the ladies who came out. It was so really good connecting with everyone. There was people there from D.C., Baltimore, um, Columbus, Ohio. I think it was Atlanta folks and Dallas folks. So, like, all over had come to this race. Um And, I mean, it was still really a good time.
1: And you guys still had the meetup, right? I think I saw pictures.
0: We did. We still had our meetup. We still had a good time. Um, And they actually ran that morning. I went to go catch my flight. They ran that morning and still got it in. Um, And, you know, it's just always a good time hanging out with everybody. I always tell people I laugh so much. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember,
1: like, when we did our pop-up tour last summer. I think we were in Philly. I don't think I've ever laughed that much in
0: my no where were we no we were in houston
1: was it houston
0: with martha and yes, <laughs> yes. that whole like the whole houston crew if y'all have a chance to run with the houston group they are so hilarious i laughed so hard i laughed so hard i forgot how hot it was outside. the <laughs> first my mind wasn't right i was like it's so hot um but yeah they are are hilarious yeah Um, And so then our next big meetup is going to be Greensboro 13.1 on May 14th. Um, So that's quickly approaching, it feels like. Um, Yeah, and I'm actually on
1: deck to attend that one, so I can't wait to see everyone. It's going to be fun.
0: That was another one that was so much fun last year. Um, It's a great course. If you're looking for a spring race, I recommend it. It's a great course. Um, The weather still was like real. Actually, you know, I take that back. It was like... It's in May, and we woke up that morning, and I swear it was, like, February. No! And I had this little t-shirt and the little, like... <laughs> and, you know, we had all these ladies who had come down from, like, New York and Philly, and it was, like, going down south, and then it was, like, <laughs> no, it felt like... It was so cold. Randomly.
1: Oh, hopefully it won't be uh, freezing when yeah. uh, the race comes around. Um, but you know, we also have our iHeart VGR virtual race that's coming up in February, celebrating our eighth birthday. We're going to turn up, so we want you to register for this event and uh, receive our very, very special iHeart VGR medal. It's going to be dope. It's dope. I've seen it. It's dope.
0: Yeah, I I did see the metal with my own two eyes. I think it's actually my favorite medal that we've ever done. Oh. You know, I was at the warehouse, and like the girls at the warehouse were like, oh, me you know? yeah, I was like, yeah, new, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, do you know, um, I'm going to like shout him out. I don't know if this is good or bad, but our, um, this guy we went to college with, Josh Jefferson, Kappa. Yeah. He hit me up on IG and was like, hey, how can I get one of those medals and I'm like what Josh he's like I just like collecting medals and I was like Josh like stop I, I can't he's like no for real how can I get one because he's actually in Japan right now so we're gonna have to ship Josh a medal to Japan
0: yes Josh gets a medal that's so funny um all right and then you can also check out the store we have some super cute t-shirts and accessories um with iHeart BGR on it, so this is like the perfect gift uh, for family and friends, especially with Valentine's Day coming up. Um,
1: and I guess, it
0: is coming up, isn't it? Dang. I know. I just thought that as, I, I literally just thought I was <laughs> saying it. Because I don't think I, I'm like, did I, have I ever gotten Chris a Valentine's Day gift? I
1: think, like, I used to go all out when we were dating, but now it's just like another day. It's terrible. Like it's coming out the same account. wait, like. right. who, who paid for this? Us. Okay.
0: Us. Oh, <laughs> okay.
1: Oh. And, you know, I, I think I told you this. I gave up alcohol, so it's not like we can even have, like, a glass of wine or anything.
0: Oh, you gave up alcohol, too? Yeah. How
1: many days?
0: Since January 1st. Wow, that's impressive. So you're going to do a year without alcohol.
1: I'm gonna forgo alcohol forever and ever and ever.
0: Wow, that's really impressive. So we have
1: this cruise coming up. I don't know, and we got the drink package. (laughs) So you're not using that. (laughs) So you can have that. Maybe we can transfer it over to you and Chris. Oh man, I got the drink package too. Oh, dang. Well, if anybody's going on a cruise and you need a drink, come see me because I won't be drinking
0: Yeah, go see Tony. (laughs) Because I will be having a glass of red wine or two. Um,
1: and last but not least, uh, we're, we just rolled out our Black Girls Run Walk Before You Run training program nationwide. Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> this, is, this is really cool because the Walk Before You Run program is our signature training program. And we really created it to inspire and coach, you know, regular women just like us to take their first steps to become a runner. We believe everyone is a runner, whether they know it or not. But like most things in life, it starts with baby steps. And that's why we call it Walk Before You Run program, because you have to walk before you run.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's an 11-week program um, that is a step-by-step virtual training experience that takes you from little to no activity to running your first 5k which is 3.1 miles it's actually led by one of our um, former ambassadors Tia Pettigrew who is in Tampa she's going to be our official training coach BGR uh, training coach so you'll receive all the tools you need to take your first step to becoming a runner and this is perfect for anyone who um, wants to run their first 5k or wants to strip, build a strong base. So I'm definitely going to be doing the program myself because I need a super strong base to get back into running. Um, or if you're pressing reset with us, you know, this year maybe decide decided to get back into running because um, you've been out of the game for a while, this is the perfect opportunity to do that. There's a few things that I love about the walk before you run training program, not just because we're we're hosting it and putting it putting it on, but it's all levels. So you'll have people like me who have been running for seven seven almost eight years and have done a marathon, but like I said, resetting to someone who is brand new. You'll have obviously thousands of accountability partners. We um, have local groups all over, so there's definitely opportunities to get involved with them if you have a group in your area. If not, that's cool too. You still get the support virtually. You um, obviously will learn a lot from others. There's so much um, benefit in just knowledge sharing and talking to other people about their experiences. So there will be a closed Facebook group where you can ask Tia, the Run Coach, questions, but also each other. And then we're giving you the right training tools. I know for a lot of people, Starting to run is overwhelming, so we're giving you only what I feel like need to know information. We're not going to inundate you with a lot of fluff or junk or stuff you don't need to know at this point in your running career. Um, So super, yeah, super excited about it. It's going to be fun.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, and and the, the number one thing, I think, is, like, motivation to have. Yeah, you'll have your accountability partners, and you'll be learning a lot of stuff, but you know, there's something to be said to be just vibing with other people who are accomplishing their goals, um, and that constant motivation that you need. I know motivation is fleeting, so it's something that we have to keep surrounding ourselves with daily. Um, and that is something that the groups offer. Registration to join Walk Before You Run is now open, so you can head over to BlackGirlsRun.com to learn more or sign and sign up. We're also going to put a link in the show notes.
1: So I'm really excited about today's episode.
0: Me too.
1: Um, As you know, the theme for this quarter is Reset with Black Girls Run. And we're going to explore that with our next guest. Ashley, I think you should do the introduction. Why? Because I think you knew Shianté before me. But I don't know. Maybe we met her at the same time. I can't remember. How do we we know (laughs) Shianté?
0: I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I Now that you're saying that, I'm like, I have no clue how long I've known Shante, or maybe I do. I don't know. But at any rate, today we're super excited to have a very special guest on the show. It's none other than Shante Pumphrey, founder of Shades of Health. If, you would, if you've been with Black Girls Run for a while, or you've attended some of your soul, you've definitely seen and heard her name floating around. She is a hematology and oncology nurse and certified yoga teacher from Southern Maryland with a desire to inspire. Um, Attempting to find balance with work in her personal life, Shante made a transition to Orlando, Florida, where she was introduced to yoga. It's here where she found love and deep connection with vinyasa yoga sequences. Her daily practice kept her grounded mentally, physically, and spiritually. Obviously there's so much more that we can share about Shante but we don't want to spoil it. So welcome to the show, Shante. Thank you ladies. I feel like
1: this is so long overdue even though we just started the podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um
1: Shante, you've been with Black Girls Run for a while, right?
0: Since 2012 to be exact. Okay. Oh wow. It seems like we've known you forever, <laughs> like literally. Yes, it has. It's been a long time. <laughs> and I guess
1: most, we both most recently saw you in Atlanta for "What With Your Soul.
0: Absolutely, and it was absolutely amazing.
1: And what did you remind us? What did you teach? What class did you teach?
0: So the two classes that I taught were Yoga for Runners and Happy Hips.
1: Oh
0: yeah, so the yoga hammy. hips. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. We're gonna, so, to, um, we're gonna have to talk about hips because yeah. <laughs> um,
1: pigeon pose is my nemesis. <laughs> and Ashley, you were saying a couple of weeks ago, like you were pissed off at somebody, and then your hips got tight and
0: yeah and I always have tight hips um for as long as I like can remember and actually, my dad has had hip replacement he's about to have hip replacement surgery again next month, oh so I'm like in pigeon, I do that every night um i I need some other poses, shante that's definitely something that's a whole nother podcast you could <laughs> no, it really is a whole nother podcast because. And you came to my Happy Hips class, so you know how I touch based on the emotions, especially as women that we carry, and it has a lot to do with our hip flexibility. So yeah, maybe we can set up another podcast for that.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely. <laughs> we'll have a whole Hips podcast or a hip series. We might need a couple of weeks to, to get it all in. <laughs>
0: seriously. seriously. Um,
1: so I think what's phenomenal about you, Shianti. First of all, you're everyone should know that you are a yoga instructor um, and you're also a nurse, correct?
0: Yes, of eight plus long years. Of eight plus <laughs> long years. But you
1: also have like this phenomenal weight loss journey, which I'm not, did that happen before Black Girls Run and during Black Girls Run? Do you mind kind of like sharing that with everyone?
0: So, I'll kind of go. It was during my membership with Black Girls Run. Back in 2010, I started at the Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore. And I'm not just throwing that name because it is like the best hospital in the world. But I was in Baltimore City and I worked night shift for about three and a half years of my career. And with night shift, there's takeout, there's... um, You know, getting off at 7 in the morning, going to bed and waking up 4 or 5 o'clock and even doing it again. So there's no activity for, you know, there's no room for exercise. I was just more concerned with my rest to get up and go to work the next day. But um, from the time I graduated from college and within the first three years of my career, I had gained 40 pounds.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, I'm talking. I went from a size 4 to an almost size 10. And And you
1: said that was within a year?
0: Within three years. Three years. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, So I actually had a doctor's visit. This was in 2010. I remember it because this is when I was introduced to yoga. Um, 2010, and he told me that my cholesterol was extremely high. Um, I was borderline diabetic. And I actually struggled and had exertion when I would walk upstairs. Yeah. Believe it. This is in my early 20s. Because I was um, emotionally eating, you know, from the stress of work, I was a preceptor as a nurse. So that means you you teach new nurses that come in. I really just didn't have a balance on life. So a lot of that went to eating whenever, whatever I wanted. In 2010, I had a colleague who was actually practicing yoga for many years. He was teaching um, or practicing Bikram yoga. And he says, you know, maybe you should come out to class with me and just kind of try it out and see if you like it. I'm like, no way, I'm not going. Like, I don't know anything about yoga. He kept pushing and pushing. So I finally decided, okay, let me give this a shot. And I actually liked it, you know. The first time that I went, I honestly felt like I had a workout because it's hot in big room. <laughs> it's like 100 plus degrees, right? The second experience that I had wasn't so pleasant it was more of a personal experience that happened and I just uh, it didn't re- it didn't resonate with me well I didn't go back I stopped I completely stopped after a couple big room classes and it wasn't reintroduced to me until I transitioned from Maryland to Orlando in 2012 where I found Black Girls Run. <laughs> awesome. I actually found you guys through Twitter um, there was um, your, one of the lead ambassadors for Orlando, Michelle Fillmore, at the time. I um, posted pictures of all these women in these bright colors and smiling and hanging out. And I'm like, I need that in my life. I'm 900 miles away from home. But at the same time, I felt horrible. I mean, and I I was almost a size 10. I just, I, I felt horrible. But um, I connected with the ladies in August. That was August 2012. And they were going on a five mile run <laughs> and five miles for me were that was just, that was insane because prior to me gaining weight, I also was on the smaller end in high school where I ran track and, you know, did all these things. So five miles was out of the question for me. There was no way I was running five miles, but with the support of the ladies, they pushed me and my first run with you guys, I ran five miles.
1: <laughs> that, you know what, pause. I would not recommend that for
0: everyone. We normally- <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I wouldn't either. But um, I'm really. First of all, I'm happy I showed up because just to see the smiles and like the sisterhood, the it, it was so much um, connection there. And um, actually, um, I can't remember her name right now. But but anyway, she really encouraged me and pushed me and. I had I started going to the meetups like two three times a week. Like I was just going at it, running twice a day, working out, um, attending different community yoga classes, and that's when I found my love for vinyasa flow. I started to resonate with the breath movement, and before I knew it, after like six seven months of that, I was back down to my one thirty wow. <laughs> wow. five. Wow! In my four jeans, you know. So that's my story about my weight loss.
1: That's pretty, that's pretty amazing. And so you, it sounds like, I don't know, this, you have this really deep connection with um, running and yoga kind of together, which I know is sort of a weird combination, but I think it works. I think it's a great way to balance yourself too. Um, Do you, do you find that that's true for your, yourself as well?
0: Oh, absolutely. I was just having this conversation the other day with a colleague and I told her that I love them both equally. Okay. So you both, both practice yoga, right? Yes. And you know about the runner's lunge pose, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> those hips, Right. So I told her, I love them both equally to the point that if I had to choose between the two, I would do a walking runner's lunge, the length of my race, or the training distance for that day. Does that make sense?
1: That is insane. <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> I, I absolutely love them both. I am not. I couldn't give up either one. Um, I'm, I'm a creature of habit. I'm usually up at 4.45, 5 o'clock in the morning. Yes. <laughs> either training, I'm either practicing my yoga, or I'm meditating. It depends on the day, because... Some of you know I'm training for my second marathon, the Publix marathon. So um, when I'm awake that early, my priorities change. You know, it allows opportunities for me to discover what's important. Um, So believe it or not, I've become more self-competitive and less socially competitive. I'm usually working towards uh, beating my last split or, you know... Um, breathing through a difficult posture when i 'm practicing my yoga,'m um, just more in tune with my mind, my body and my spirit because of both of them, the running and the yoga. so would you say that that is kind of like the biggest change that you've undergone? Is, is the mind, body spirit change, or is it, is it the, the weight loss since you've been doing run, running and yoga? They both connect your breath, which helps you mentally focus. They both compel you to stay in the moment. So they go hand in hand for me. Mm -hmm.
1: I have to say, like, you sound so zen right now. Like, I was a little worked up today. And like this whole conversation is really like soothing to me. I don't know, it's like a
0: lullaby. <laughs> Just I know. I was doing, and I to say, you—you you actually, she has that kind of uh, cadence all the time that I talk to her. I love it. I <laughs> what, love is, it. Like, what is that? Can
1: you help us achieve <laughs> this?
0: <laughs> it, well, you'll get. Okay, so you'll get that at the end when we we talk about okay. those those tangibles, those things to take home with you.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, have a, I have another question for you. We're going to backtrack just a little bit. Sure, what sure. time do you go to bed?
0: Okay, so when I'm working, because I work 6.45 a.m. as a nurse, and I'm not off 7 7.30 a.m., um, I have a loving, loving king here who prepares dinner and all these things. So when I get home, that's already set for me. I'm usually in the bed by 10 o'clock.
1: Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley's up here. I did that.
0: that. <laughs> I was like, so you sleep six hours. But I know as a nurse, you usually work, what, three days or four days on, and then you're off four days? Three days on, and then four days off. But, you know, when you save up some paid time off, that could be two days on and five days off. It, it just all depends on how you want to work it. But I, but I don't, you- have well, sure don't have kids. <laughs> You have a husband
1: though, you have a husband, you still have responsibilities, but I think it's, it's kind of great. I love hearing um, women talk about their own, like the arrangement of their life because you're still teaching yoga, you're still training for a marathon, which in itself is a full-time job. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm just like, I like talking about that type of stuff people's morning
0: you. routines are so key though I think like yeah. is that what you're talking about Tony like the power of your morning routine and I know it's a little bit off topic but I think like that is so spot on for like anyone who's working on personal development in any way it's like nailing your morning routine yeah
1: I know like for me I'm a late riser like I'm not up until I open my eyes at at seven thirty, but I don't actually get out of bed until 8 or eight thirty. sometimes <laughs> it's really weird I gotta like Get myself together just to step out of bed um and then i'm usually um i hit yoga at noon so and i don't start working until later in a day and i know for a lot of people they're like oh that's such a luxury and it totally is but like that morning time for me is um i meditate walk the dogs i usually do the um ayurvedic self massage and Meditate and all that good stuff. And so I, I think, and Ashley, I know your morning routine is like completely different. I'm
0: a morning person. I'm like, if I have to start something after one o'clock, it's not going to happen. Um, and I think it's just, I don't know. I guess, I don't know if it's just the way I'm wired or what, but like, I could totally work a job that I had to be there at five and got off at like, no.
1: <laughs> no, stab me right now. Kill me. I I, I can't.
0: Yeah. So, but my morning routine, like I've nailed it. There's, um, what is that? There's like this really good book I read and it's escaping me. I'll have to like post it in the show notes. But I mean, he like talked about how important your morning routine is. So like every morning I journal, I meditate, I pray, um, I get Olivia up and then I have like some Zen time and I work out or whatever I'm going to do. But there's all these like things I have to do to like start my morning. And I'll wake up earlier if necessary to do all of those things. Um, and yeah. I, just, I appreciate the mornings because, not just because my mom reminds me that I put her through hours of labor and I was born <laughs> bright early in the morning, but um, I think to, for me it's it's quiet in the morning. Um, I can hear and listen better to the whispers that are constantly throughout my day, um, but the air is a lot crisper, I feel like, in the morning when I get up and go run It's just, it's not a whole lot of um, distractions in the morning for me. And it really just kind of sets the tone for my day. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love it too. Kind of going into that, I know, so for us, Shantae, we've been... talking about, like, resetting this month. Um, that was, like, a huge theme for both Tony and I in our personal lives that we were able to bring into BGR um, for the start of the year. Um, so I just, you know, do you have, like, even, you know, in considering, like, your morning routine, is there, is there way that ways that you reset yourself, um, and do you find that necessary, or is it so entrenched into your yoga practice? Um <laughs> I'll share it with you, and this is actually my my take-homes for you guys, so we can come back to it. Okay. um, No, 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 but I'm going to answer it now so that if people have, if you have questions or, you know, um, anything you may want to add to it. But something that uh, started during my yoga teacher training was called my sadhana, S-A-D-H-A-N-A. And what that means is a daily spiritual practice. Um, It was something that we used to kind of help us um, affirm something in our life. And what I did with this was each month I would create an affirmation, okay? So you create a very simple affirmation. And since we're in 2017 and everyone's talking about this self-love thing, You know, it could be something as simple as I genuinely love my life or I genuinely love myself. That's your affirmation. okay? and then with that comes a physical, simple action. Are you going to say this standing in front of your mirror when you get up in the morning? Are you going to kneel at the foot of your bed as if you were praying Um, maybe you'll sit down, you know, crisscross applesauce as I call it with the kids when I teach them and just have your hands at heart center maybe. Um, but then figuring out what time of the day this works best for you and then creating some form of regularity. How many times are you going to say it? Are you going to say it in the morning? Are you going to say it in the afternoon? Are you going to say it at night? And then a little bonus to this, is finding someone to hold you accountable for that initially when you do it. So resetting, as far as resetting, this helps you affirm something deep within you. This month, mine is I genuinely love myself. And I say that to myself two to three times in the morning and create some form of meditation where I'm, whether I'm sitting still Maybe I'm drinking some alkaline water in the morning to get my organs running. You know, create simple actions that will help you reset and set your tone each day because each day is different. Each day is absolutely different. And especially as women, our emotions are all over the place. So I think with this my Sathana daily practice, daily spiritual practice, it really is going to help you reset the tone physically, mentally and emotionally.
1: I, I love that. It, also, it actually reminds me of like, and I'm not like well-versed in um, Islam or anything, but you know, the, the number of prayers that you do a day. I love that idea of coming back to it throughout the day and making it a part of your, your schedule.
0: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, this actually, and I mean it it tied in with my yoga training, but it also became my lifestyle. It became something that I just you know it it, it I just did it um, but it helped me, for instance, you know, and those that are embarking on new journeys to become yoga teachers, um the throat chakra is something that I struggled with. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of emotions and things that, you know, or or the limitations I set on myself. What is that person to my right going to think of me if I say this? Or what is that person to the left going to say, you know, about what I'm thinking? Um, So it really helped me prepare for like guided meditation classes because I was, you know, essentially not graded, but critiqued on how well I could speak. You know, and, and lead a guided meditation for a community class or within my training so that it helped me as far as my yoga. And then now, something that I carry with me every single day, my life.
1: We're going to have to talk. We're going to have to do um, a segment <laughs> a few weeks on chakras as well because
0: yeah. my, my
1: throat chakras is closed, my heart chakra is closed, my sacral <laughs> chakra
0: is closed. <laughs> <laughs> That could be another. I'm down with that. (laughs) Yeah, I love that idea. I love that, and it's so funny um, that you said that your affirmation is "I completely love myself." I'm actually reading this book by Louise Hay, um, and I had never heard of her before. um, But it's like "Heal your body, heal your heal your life, heal your body." I might be saying that wrong, but um, like everything in that book comes back to that affirmation. Mm. Um, so that's I think that's so important and so important for like the ladies who are listening um, for them to really like use that even to use that affirmation um, to realize like you know I completely love myself mm. um, so thank you for sharing that um,
1: you know sorry to interject here one of the greatest pieces of advice um, that I got was actually from Deneen Young who is a former ambassador and she's um, <laughs> Danine. <Deneen>. she and <laughs> is she in Philly?
0: Philly. Philly. Yeah Yeah, we actually when she vacationed in Orlando she hit me up we ran so early in the morning together. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I love (laughs) Danine.
1: She always just has amazing like nuggets of knowledge to drop on you and when you're least expecting it it's like oh wow. (laughs) Um, But one of the things that she said was like we as women it's it's super easy to like yourself you know, we can, most women can get behind that. Like, I like myself. But to really love yourself, mm-hmm. that's a stretch. Like, that mm-hmm. that makes you, like, pause for a second and really, like, think, do I really, really, truly love myself? So she said one of the things that she does every morning is say, I like myself, I love myself. I like myself, I love myself. Um as part of, of her affirmation. So I thought that that you know tied right in to what you two were um, were saying and how important that is um, that we as women have self-love and we're able to say it and hear it and receive it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think too, sense. understanding that when it comes to love, there are three main dimensions to love. And hear me out. The first one is higher power. That means whether you believe in, in God, uh, Allah, the universe, or, you know, whatever that higher power is for you. And then the second thing is love for self. The hmm. third thing is love for others. Mm. And imagine if you <laughs> geez, it's imagine, imagine if we could um, recognize and be aware of self, I am the priority in my life, and how loving self would shine into those other two dimensions in our life.
1: That's deep. That's got, yeah, it got super heavy. (laughs) i like, whoa.
0: Boom.
1: (laughs) Especially when when you talk about loving others. Who, and this is something that our yoga um, studio has been saying a lot of given the political climate loving others despite differing beliefs and values.
0: Mm hmm. hmm. Absolutely.
1: Oh, I don't know. Like, that's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It is. But that's the work, I guess. Like, that's the point of living and learning.
0: Absolutely. So, so the thing about running and yoga for me, it's, uh, it, it helped me realize, you know, that to be successful, and I'm not just talking about like money and, you know, there's, there's other avenues to, to success. Um, and any passion I pursue, I should never underestimate or not value the importance of my support team. Mm-hmm. And with that support team comes those different values and beliefs. You know, I I take BGR, for example. There were women that were there to share in my triumph and to encourage me through challenging times. I mean, challenging times, (laughs) you know, but we all had our own values and beliefs, but it didn't steer me away from loving you.
1: But what, what, I mean, when those values and beliefs are drastically different from your own, like, how do you navigate
0: that? (sighs) I mean we are entitled to those, right? You're entitled to what you believe in and, and the values that you know you, you trust in and so am I. I you just have to come, it, it's simple. <laughs> There's something else you're going to learn, yeah, I know I saw those eyebrows, <laughs> but um, it's something else you'll learn through your, your, your training called Ahimsa which is the first of eight limbs of yoga. And that's the non-violence, the non-killing. So what's the um, complete opposite of that? It's love, right? It's love.
1: It's funny that, you, okay, Universe, I got the message because the yoga instructor <laughs> talked about HIMSA today. Like, <laughs> legit, she started <laughs> with the session talking about HIMSA. So I get it, Universe, thank you.
0: <laughs> and only interject before, it, it, this is the thing about HIMSA instills respect, Okay respect it instills dignity and it also instills simplicity
1: that's interesting
0: and the most simplest thing as challenging as we make it is love
1: <laughs>
0: yeah is love
1: and i feel like for um and Ashley, I feel like I'm actually I feel like I'm talking a lot first of all. But
0: <laughs> I feel like is like, you know how the preacher says, I'm on your pew. I'm just like on your pew. Like bro <laughs> sitting next to you.
1: <laughs> Look <laughs> at your neighbor. <laughs> Ask, is he talking to you? <laughs> Don't answer that. <laughs> but I feel like Especially for Black women, this idea of self love is the piece that's critically missing for us. I don't know. Like, do you find if Black women had more self love, do you think that um, we just be in a much better place overall? And I know that's like a super loaded, yeah,
0: <laughs> <question. justification>.
1: separate, <laughs> separate podcast.
0: No, I'm joking. Um. Oh, yes. Um, I think from birth, especially as Black women, speaking from being a Black woman, um, we're birthed with internal contents that support an entire nation. Okay. Um, you know, thank you, former President Barack Obama, but we have to also be reminded of who was in his corner that entire time, and that was Michelle a black woman, you know, we, um, we are black women. And when we're uplifted, we uplift a nation. But I think sometimes women, (laughs) they don't even see the worth in um, taking a little, taking a little bit of that for themselves. It's okay to support your family and, and, um, you know, your loved ones and your friends and the community, but you have to Really know the internal contents within yourself. Yes, I can do all of that because I've been birthed with it. But I also have to learn how to balance it because we're, we're worth taking care of ourselves. We're worth it. Yeah. No, I I hundred percent agree. I just I'm like just learning self care, self love, and I'm like man, I should have learned this like a long time ago. And it's not like I haven't done it in different seasons of my life. But I think, you know, once you, especially, you know, it always comes back to being a mom and you you, you learn like how to love others extremely well. That's unconditional love that you're ready to, to always pour out. Um, but it's hard. It is hard to find that balance and knowing that you can love God, love self, and love others without one suffering. Um, you know, in my mind, I always had to envision, I always feel like if I'm going to like love God and others, like I can only have t- like two balls in my hand. <laughs> Sorry, actually, you know? And so for me, it's, it's a process. And so I love that, you know, uh, I know we were supposed to be talking more yoga, but it's led to this and, and I know it goes into a practice. And, and so that's why for me, I think it's, that's why it's hard for me to like start my yoga practice and like keep going is because it requires so much reflection and being present when I'm like, oh my God, now I have to be sitting here with my own thoughts. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And it's funny you say that because when I was going through my training, um, my instructor, she introduced us to Vipassana. And Vipassana is a form of um, no eye contact, no verbal. You're with self. And we did this, um, oh, yeah, there's big Vipassana retreats. People, it's like a waiting list for this thing. Um, But we did it, of course, over a weekend training. And I didn't know how I was going to accomplish that and not look at people and not talk to people. You don't eat with anyone. You eat with yourself. And my weekend classes were pretty much like eight-hour days. So we're talking 16 hours of my weekend. I was not looking at anyone. I wasn't talking to anyone. I couldn't eat with anyone. Um, So imagine the sensitivity of noise and stimulus after those classes. But I appreciated those moments because, yeah, initially I was up and down. You can't lie down because they don't want you to fall asleep. You can sit in the chair. You can sit on the floor, whatever makes you comfortable. You can have your legs extended out in front of you. I was so fidgety because I didn't want to sit with myself. (laughs) Like I just didn't want to do it. And then by day two when we went through this, I was comfortable. I was okay. There was some ugly moments. I mean, I was crying. And then there was some moments I was super joyful for just being able to sit still.
1: And I wonder, like, Ashley, for you, is it the sitting by yourself? Um, is it the the tape that's playing? Or I know, like, um, Shante, you mentioned the emotion. Like, I feel like, First of all, I'm the most sensitive person you'll ever meet. I cry. That movie that was coming out about the dog, the dog's life, oh. whatever, every time that trailer, <laughs> <laughs> comes on, I'm like bawling. Um, so for me, it's like a lot, of what I've had to unlearn is the suppression of emotion.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. And I yeah. feel
1: like. Um, I don't know if that was like my, it's probably my parents' fault. Thanks mom and dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that, you know, like you got to get yourself together. There's no room to cry and moan and complain or whatever. Like you have to get yourself together and mm-hmm. be on for others. And there's few moments where you're just allowed to be and just to feel.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And I, we need that. We need to sit still. Actually, I don't think I've she ever seen you cry. I did on your first podcast. Yeah, I, no, I don't, I don't I, cry. I've never been a crier. I've not. And that's the cry. thing is I'm not um, – I have other emotions. You know, I think when we think of, like, people being emotional – and this is why I always don't get why they say, like, women are so emotional and men aren't, because I know so many men who have anger and frustration and all these other emotions. Like, we always – I feel like when it's like comes to emotions, everyone wants you to be like a you know I'm cry or like I'm overwhelmed with joy, um, and I think I'm very fiery, um, and I've just come to learn that about myself as I am very fiery, <laughs> and um, so for me, I'm very hard on myself. So I'm it's a it's an ongoing voice of like oh you could have done that better, you should do this, you could do a million things today, and you know I was like a high energy person, so. Um, I always had a to-do list going through my head of mine and everyone else's. Like, and so I think for me, that's like part of it is, and that like so the emotion that comes out of that will be like more like frustration than anything else, um, and impatience, like being impatient. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Say that again. You're what? <laughs>
0: I know, especially as Tony Tony has uh, helped me to learn patience.
1: <laughs> I don't think she means that in a good way either. Not like, oh, that was so helpful.
0: It's definitely good. I think I'm just I like I like things to go fast. I move fast. I like talk fast at times, and so I've learned for for me that's like a part of like you know being still and with myself is actually having to slow things down and to be present and not go through a to-do list, um, that's, like, that's a challenge for me. Mm -hmm. So.
1: So, Shionte, what would be be your advice? Because I I don't think that that is exclusive only to Ashley, this running list of things to do. I got to get 10,000 things done in a day. What's your advice for women who are having a challenging time of, like, of slowing it down and finding time for their themselves.
0: Um, there's something that I do every few months, and maybe you guys have heard of the Wheel of Life.
1: Oh, wait. Did, I just did that. Did Kenya? I mean, not Kenya. Yeah, Kenya. Did she talk
0: about that? I feel like she talked about that, too. Yeah. Thank you. A lot, a lot of people utilize this tool. It's a it's a very powerful tool. Um, but. You know, I wish I could uh <laughs> show how to... I mean, it's really easy. You, I mean, you take a piece of paper, right? And you draw a circle on the paper. And in the middle of your circle is a zero. So you're basically rating yourself zero to ten. And on the um, edge of the circle is a ten. Ten is really good. Ten is well-balanced. You got it together, right? And um I do this every few months. And at the top of your circle is your physical health. That's at the top of the list. And if... um I'm going to pretend this is a clock. So at one o'clock, you can write mental Mm well-being. And then at three o'clock, you write your career. Mm -hmm. At four or five o'clock, you write environment. Environment meaning the the physical space that you're in. Workspace, home space, when you travel. What type of hotel are you staying in? And at six o'clock is your joy. So I'm talking here pure fun, happiness, maybe with your friends or um, with colleagues. I don't know. But at seven o'clock is family. Nine o'clock is your outreach. So are you volunteering? Are you going to shelters? And at 11 o'clock is your spirituality. So you rate yourself. Be brutally honest with yourself. Get real with yourself every few months and place dots where you believe that you are in those categories in your life. And then when you're finished, you connect those dots. Okay, the closer you are to zero is an area that you need to figure out how can I improve that area in my life. And the first time I actually did this, um, my family was closer to zero. Maybe because, you know, things had picked up with my career and my business and my social interactions because of those. But I tried to figure out ways to improve my communication with my family, you know, setting aside time to, attend birthday parties anniversaries and that sort of thing so it's kind of a visual that helps you with balancing out your life with all of those aspects which i think covers a pretty good chunk of a woman's life anybody's life
1: yeah that's really cool i feel like i'm gonna do that yeah i'm gonna gonna do that when we we end um I don't know. I reflect
0: it. be brutally honest. Mm. <laughs> mm. yeah, it only counts when you're brutally honest. If you're like, oh yeah, that's, I'm good there. I'm good there. No, like, no, that sucks actually. That's okay. <laughs> Stand in your truth.
1: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, Ashley, do you have any any other questions? I feel like we've covered just like a wide variety of of <laughs> converse of topics. This has been so good
0: absolutely I mean, I know. It's so funny. I feel like with every guest, um, they bring so much knowledge that, it's, that goes beyond just what we've <laughs> originally decided the topic's gonna be. And it's so funny how it aligns with our lives and what we've been reading. So, all of everyone's energy is flowing. Um, but, Shanti, I, I, I did wanna give you time to talk about um, shade, shade, Shades of Health. Okay. So, um, Shades of Health, just to give a little background on Shades of Health, it was an idea. Okay, (laughs) it was an idea um, to bring together um, black fitness health coaches, yoga teachers, any physical um, training coach, nutritionist that was black together on Instagram, and um, it, it started because I noticed unspoken barriers, you know, within the African American community, health and wellness industries. Not being recognized for the work that they were doing. So I literally emailed people and I said, How would you feel if, you know, I gave you a platform, like a day to post about who you are, why you are? And before I knew it, it went from, you know, support of 30 women to uh, people supporting me from all over the world, literally through social media, you know, posting different things that they were doing. But in all reality, I was just, creating and promoting more diversity within those fields. The yoga took over because more people were posting about, you know, practicing with their husband, their wife, their kids, whatever. So, um, that's what I, I, I took to more and currently just promoting more diversity in yoga teachers. I'm bringing in certified, uh, yoga teachers that are insured, you know, to teach a community of people, um, to expand their knowledge and understanding of what the yoga practice is about. And like I was sharing with Tony earlier, when you come to my classes, whether I'm leading it or I'm hosting it through Shades of Health, you will see a black teacher. Um, and doing that with the workshops and the classes um, and different events that I've had, we're able to support the National MPS Society. On a more personal note, my five-year-old niece suffers from Morquio syndrome. The National MPS Society is not a government agency so the support comes from families the support comes from you know other businesses and and people that are um, bringing awareness to what it is about because literally only 1 in 300,000 children are affected by this so um, I do send donations to the National MPS Society specifically to support families because when my niece was first diagnosed we weren't able to afford her you know, treatments and it was just a whole lot of things involved. I mean, by the time she was five, she had already been through three major surgeries. Um, so, um, another as- or avenue that I've taken with the donations as far as um, the people that have supported me and connected with me through Shades of Health Online, I have a lot of aspiring yoga teachers, so I have scholarships. Um, Actually, the I just awarded a young lady in New Orleans. She's starting her yoga journey as a teacher, and one thing I resonated with her was directly in line with what Shades of Health started with. She is totally, you know, going against the norm of white yoga and putting African American teachers out there. You know, letting people know where they're teaching, letting people know what they're doing, and yes, we do do the same thing that you know, um, other avenues that we see with magazines are only with blonde hair and blue eyes. and I mean, that's, that's a whole other topic, but um, just creating the scholarships and a means for them to go through their yoga teacher training and, again, just spreading as much love and empowering change and creating abundance for families across the world. So that's what Shades of Health is about. And, um, I have to say thank you to you both for supporting me and being able to, you know, you guys really gave me a platform last year. So, oh, thank you. You're going to make
1: me cry. <laughs> 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 well, I, I, and I so appreciate you for making sure that there's representation in, in the yoga industry and in the yoga community. I feel like, um... I I just love when the dots kind of connect on their own and um, we just need, it's all about representation and having role models that look like you or people that look like you doing um, these things that aren't traditionally seen as a space for black black people, but for black women in particular. Um, And I know you have some events coming up.
0: So many. (laughs) So many
1: events. We won't list them, but how, if people want to see those events or get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that?
0: Uh, www.shadesofhealth.life is my website. And you can also email me, um, shadesofhealth13 at gmail.com. And um, I'm on Instagram (laughs) at shades underscore of underscore health. Um, there you'll find information for upcoming events and one in particular since we talked about yoga is the yoga for runners, which I'm gonna be holding here in Atlanta on February fourth from two to 4, two to three thirty on that Saturday. So Awesome. Nice. Yeah. I was gonna ask if you had events outside of Atlanta. I know I've been to one of your classes here, but do you have any events coming up outside of Atlanta? I have two, two. major retreats. Um couples yoga retreat in May. It's going to be held in Gatlinsburg, Gatlinsburg, Tennessee. And um, we're inviting three amazing couples to join us to just kind of breathe. And I have a massage therapist coming in to do a tension stress release trauma class. And also um, a friend of ours is a personal chef. So he'll be there providing breakfast and dinner for the three days that we'll be in Tennessee. See? and um, also I've been invited to Ojos Rios Jamaica to teach yoga on the island with my people <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's later in the year in December but um, plenty of space for that coming up So awesome! I love that um, alright so before we wrap up we want to revisit um, what are three or four ways women can reset these are the takeaways that we want to leave with our lady, so Shante, what are three or four uh, takeaways that you can leave with them? So we'll revisit the set, my Hana, which I talked about earlier. And um, I think this will help create a daily spiritual practice for ladies to affirm within themselves something that um, is of value and worth. And then also I want them to take home the will of life you know, give themselves a visual of areas in their life that they could potentially improve. And the third thing I want to leave with you all is to drink water. <laughs> Alkaline water, to be specific. I hope that helps. <laughs>
1: yes. And those are all super, super easy things to incorporate Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Don't forget to check out our website, blackgirlsrun.com. Some of our favorite winter jackets are back in stock. So go there, get them, because we don't want to get any emails afterwards talking about, can I still order this?
0: (laughs) No, I do not want to see those emails. (laughs) And don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Black Girls Run and on IG, my personal favorite, at Official Black Girls Run. And I am
1: currently doing my praise dance right now because this was an amazing podcast, but also because Picking Up the Pace with Tony and Ashley is now available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. So don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Also, if there's anything that you'd like for us to discuss on the podcast, any guests that you would like for us to have, um, email us at info, I-N-F-O. Um, at
0: blackgirlsrun.com or you can tweet us at blackgirlsrun. Thank you, Shianté for joining us today and helping us pick up the pace. And shout out to everyone for being extra woke doing these trying, trying times. Sorry, that's so funny to me. <laughs> Why is it funny? It's hard <laughs> out here for a pimp. Because I saw that that picture going around on the on Instagram of the little Asian boy with the woke sign.
1: (laughs) If you haven't seen it, I know I posted it. Actually, I don't know if you posted it on your Instagram. We'll have to post it on um, Black Girls Rock. Yes, but it's the cutest little Asian boy, and he said, "I might take was I might take a lot of
0: naps, but I stay woke. I stay (laughs) woke." i love it <laughs> all right so stay woke folks tony shante and i are staying extra woke over here over here so until next time
1: preserve the sexy